0: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
2: This is Uncanny USA. Brought to you by State
0: Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 We still have Porzingis. We still have him. Okay, so everybody, stop. Tick, He's still tick, a tick, Nick. Tick, tick. He's still. Stop. 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 We still have him. And your tick, tick, ticking isn't making anything any better, Mike Harmon.
2: Well, we got to keep you on edge, buddy. You took a couple of days off. Really, just going against the mantra oh. of the show. Against what we believe in here on the Jason Smith Show from the Geico Studios. But your voice sounds better. Obviously, hanging out with your family agrees with you.
0: From the mobile Geico (laughs) Studios, it is the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Mike in Los Angeles, me for the remainder of this week. Out of our studios, WDFN 1130, Detroit Rock City. Actually, Farmington Hills, which is like a ritzy suburb. Not quite like, you know, the, hey, the streets of Detroit where rock and roll was born. no, no, I'm, that the I'm, smoke not, I'm not, I'm filter? I'm out in the suburbs. Did, is I'm that not. a
2: smoking filter that you put on your voice right there? I don't, I don't have that effect here.
0: It's my Detroit voice that I put on. It's rock and roll. That's what it is. We're going down, listening to some music down at the old Joe Lewis Arena. Before they blow it up. Detroit Baskin. No, I'm here. No, even the Kroger out here is like ritzy. Like they, they you mean they, like there's Chad like, Kroger? Oh no 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 no. The Kroger, <laughs> the big supermarket out here. I, w- I walk in to go get a drink, and it's like, uh oh, sir, it's five dollars to walk into the supermarket. Oh, here you go. Here's here's my five dollars. Thank you very much. They saw you coming.
2: You I must did. have had that L.A. vibe about you.
0: They did. I mean, I did have to pass over eight mile to get here. I mean, there's eight mile, nine mile, ten mile. You probably just mile. started
2: singing along the way, and there, there were signs posted along the highway saying,
0: "Shh." Yeah, but it's no tough eight when, mile. No, but it's tough when every everything you're passing is like this big estates. Here's Farmington Hills Estates. Here's something else <laughs> Estates, and it's all these big houses. And I'm going, "This is this is not the streets of Detroit." Yeah, we're here. We're ready. But everything is NBA trade and draft prep all the time today. Before we get to what happened, I do need to tell everybody the Knicks still have Porzingis. After reports today that Phil Jackson is listening to offers for Porzingis and people are burning up his phone in New York, the Knicks still have Porzingis. I don't know why Phil Jackson is doing this because, Mike, it's pretty simple. The only reason the guy has a job, is because he drafted Porzingis three years ago. No, Without no, no. you he wouldn't have a job. No, they you're forgetting
2: who? you're forgetting the obvious second thing that goes along with this. James Dolan is No, James Dolan isn't paying attention to what's going on on the court. <laughs> ask uh, ask Phil. Phil. Just you know, and starts laughing. Come on.
0: But this is the only, he's the only reason he has a job. And oh, hey, I'm accepting offers on Porzingis. The guy's 21. He's still filling out. He's a tremendous player, but nope, nope, nope. I'm going to trade him. And, And look at this part of it. Okay, number one, if they traded him, this will then have shown that the last almost three years of Phil Jackson's reign has given you absolutely nothing. There's been no, we tried to build through the young kids in the first year. That didn't work. We tried to sign old and overpriced veterans in the second year, like Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah, Brandon Jennings. That didn't work. Now we're going to tear it up again and we're going to rebuild again. Oh my God, you are not going to rebuild through the draft. This is not happening. The NBA has completely passed Phil Jackson by. And I'm glad people are starting this. Look, we've been talking about this for a while. But the NBA has passed him by. Nobody's going to go play in the triangle offense in New York. No one's going to want to go. No big free agents are going to go and team up with anybody in New York. Which is how you win in the NBA now. That's all we're talking about now. Is Jimmy Butler going to go team up with LeBron? What about Paul George? What are the Lakers doing? The Knicks, Phil Jackson has this old, outdated blueprint. The NBA has passed him by. He is an absolute dinosaur right now. Well, but the other thing that
2: flows out of that is the, the Knicks aren't a draw, right? For anybody that's looking at free agency, again, you can get t- shoe contracts wherever you get enough TV exposure and everything else, that that flows regardless of market, unless you want to be in the Hollywood sector, and that's part of the discussions for George. You know, many a couple of weeks ago, he showed up on Jimmy Kimmel. We talked about it a little bit, Parker and I, last night while you were out. But the the fact is, unless, unless you have those interests, LeBron James and his production company and, and what have you, then it doesn't really matter where you are. And even then, it doesn't matter. You can always hop a flight and do a video chat and do whatever you need to to get business done. So if you're not going there for those interests... The money is going to be virtually the same. So why would you go to New York to lose? Why would you go and try to be the guy to lead things forward in a what is right now a stacked and rigged game? Right now, all of this has been fun today. It's rearranging deck chairs for some date that may never come.
0: No, oh, it's not even de- – the Knicks don't even have the deck chairs. They have one really nice deck chair, and Phil Jackson's decided, let's throw it overboard and get new ones. Yeah, but it's a good well, deck chair, and it works. Well, but no, it no, makes, no, 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 no. It, it makes for, the other
2: deck chairs look worse. But it makes for fun fodder, obviously, you know, <laughs> that they, they're open to listening. Because, look, let's call what it is. For anything, any job, any your house, whatever, if someone – it's always for sale. Just if someone calls you with the right offer, I don't know that you put out – notices in your community or through the GM and insider network that such a thing is available, but certainly uh, that that is the case. For the right offer, I guess anything is possible. Uh, Evan Turner had a nice random theory as well, though, uh, in, in terms of his talking of Phil Jackson and asking flat out if he uh, could come back to be – uh genie's boyfriend again would he would he trade porzingis to the lakers
0: well that, that at least i'd understand you know evan turner at least has, has posited a theory that may actually have some i would understand that if phil says listen i'm miserable and i need <laughs> genie and you know i i don't i don't know about you know i wasn't the biggest jerry Maguire fan uh uh thought it was uh overrated and um i'd love to get back together with her and lay on that bare skin rug and and uh you know whatever happens happens so, and now they're banging each other if she needs Porzingis to do that well we'll do that we'll take Lualldang back in salary but that the at Lakers, least i get yeah. i get that i understand that part of it i don't understand how phil jackson thinks trading porzingis is going to remake the team i don't i don't and anybody who's trying to go the other way with the oh you know what i'll do because it's such a bad idea let me take the opposite that oh trading porzingis is a good idea you're dumb you're stupid because it's a 21 – these are guys you build around. You can go out and get – other. you build around Porzingis. He is that guy. When he fills out by the time he's 23, 24 years old, he's going to be Dirk. He's that got that kind of skill set. And to trade him, it's a, is he that upset that he skipped his offseason meeting? If I'm Porzingis, I'm saying, you know what? Phil wants to trade me. You know what? I want Phil fired. I, I, if I Kristaps Porzingis, I say in, to a Latvian newspaper, obviously, and then it can then it can disseminate and come to the United States. I would say I want him fired, and then see who gets the who wins the day. Then is Phil Jackson really going to have the the uh, win, win the win that battle? No way, no way. Fans will say, Phil, you are out. We need Porzingis. We need better players. And then James Dolan has to pay attention to the team for five seconds and go, well, oh, all right, I got to get rid of Phil, and then Porzingis is the guy, and he's the GM just like LeBron.
2: See, and I, I was trying to give you the big lob by bringing up the Lakers and the Lakers making trades. Instead, you were that guy that went for the block shot, but instead of tipping it to a teammate, you swatted it out of bounds so you could look all big and bad, and you went off on your poor
0: Zingus rant. I thought you were going to say I was like D'Angelo Russell when they inbounded the ball to him during the season, and he let it roll and he kicked it out of bounds. Well, that seemed a little too on the nose. I thought my analogy was better. We'll have more on poor Porzingis coming up. The NBA has completely passed Phil Jackson by. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. Meanwhile, the big trade that did go down today, the Lakers proving that they were lying a week ago when they said all our young players are untouchable oh we're not parting with any young talent yeah complete smoke screen. because number one they're trying to get the pacers to accept an offer of jordan clarkson or julius randall in addition to a couple of first round picks for paul george so that's one guy who was completely untouchable and now is being bandied about in trade talk Meanwhile, D'Angelo Russell, one of the other young players who was untouched, the Lakers, oh, our young no, no, talent is No, so no good. only Ingram was oh, untouchable. so good. No, only Ingram was untouchable. No, all the young talent. Well, Ingram was the most untouchable. But D'Angelo Russell, who they were set to build around and move to off guard and things are going to work with him and Lonzo Ball, he is now going to try to make things work for the Nets as the Lakers traded D'Angelo Russell and Timothy Mosgoff to the Nets for Brooke Lopez and the 27th overall pick in Thursday's NBA drafts. Now, the Lakers have two picks near the end of the first round, 27 and 28. And before we get into D'Angelo Russell, all this crazy stuff, Magic Johnson should win executive of the year because he actually dumped Mozgov's contract. That, now, that's, there's still three more years and $45 million left on that, and that. That's a lot of skill to be able to dump Timothy Mozgov. Even teams that don't care and are tanking are saying, we don't want anything to do with Mozgov, oh, but the Nets will take him. Just think of how bad, how much better a
2: position they were would have been in had they did not not had to do this hopscotch. Well, we may like D'Angelo Russell, but because we need to make salaries work and we can get rid of this awful bloated contract, let's do this. <laughs> let's give away the guy that was our number two pick two years ago. And it obviously portends to the arrival of LeVar and Lonzo Ball, who's signing autographs like a madman at a pre-draft party tonight. So they're they're readying. So it, the pieces are now in place for that move to happen, and then we see which big, big chip George, and then the LeBron James rumor game later on. But for the moment, you you got rid of one of the contracts. Now you gotta see if you can sucker somebody into taking
0: Luol dangs while you're no. at it. Oh, and, just wait. Just wait. Maybe yeah, I would call the Knicks and say, "Hey, uh, Phil, how about Luol for Porzingis?" I mean, straight up, right now. Let's do it. Now, don't forget,
2: you also have the player option at $5.7 million for Swaggy P that has not yet been exercised. You know, but you traded Russell. Now you can keep Swaggy P. I wanted to see them try to coexist now. again. Because <laughs> think about if LeVar Ball gets to go after that relationship. Oh. Come on. That would have been fun.
0: You know, this is the one thing, though, and, I, and I'll say this, Twitter and How About a fresco for D'Angelo Russell. I've said many times on this show, I'm not a D'Angelo Russell fan. He's not good enough. He's also very immature. He didn't treat people well. He upset a lot of people around the Lakers, which is the reason why two years after being the number two overall pick, you're the guy that says, "Okay, we got to get rid of Mozgov and you're the guy that's going to help us do it. It's a big look in the mirror moment for Russell. And obviously now he could have gone. He could have been a Laker legend. Instead, now he's in purgatory in Brooklyn. But this is the unspoken issue about drafting kids too young is that the one-and-done rule of getting to the league, so many don't prosper and they flame out because they don't get it because they're too young to get it because they go in their stars for one year in college, then they get to the NBA, and it's, it's, an, it's a normal thing. I'm in the NBA after my first year just like everybody else's. I, I don't feel special I don't uh, to, to the point where I, I need to worry about myself, that the spotlight is on me. Everybody does this, and I can walk into the NBA, and I can be a star. And guys just don't get it. If if I'm not saying if he was in college for three years and came out, he wouldn't have taken a video of Nick Young and, and put himself in a bad position, but maybe he doesn't, because maybe he grows up a little bit. But that's the problem with guys coming. It's not about, oh, hey, we'll take care of you and show you how to play defense and we'll be able to to, you know, nuance the offensive part of your game and turn you into a star. But you just can't do it. From maturity level, and that's one thing that people don't talk about is why so many players they're just not ready mentally. And this is why this is why D'Angelo Russell now is on his second team in three years. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Jason and my best friend Mike Harbin, live from the mobile Geico Studios here at Fox. We'll have more on this trade coming up next, and another shocking trade, and it's only shocking because, wait did we tell you what the guy got traded for. I'm very, very excited about it. Oh, Tim, it's not you. Is it Tim Tebow? It's not. Is it really Tim Tebow? No, it's not. Tim Tebow will be playing point guard for the Knicks next season, and Michael Rappaport will be the shooting guard. That's coming up next, Fox Sports Radio. They drafted who? Who? Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, the mobile Geico Studios this week, like in L.A., me in Detroit, eleven thirty. WDFN could play lots of Detroit music.
2: <laughs>
0: don't forget for the best NBA draft show on Thursday night. Catch Doug Gottlieb, Chris Broussard, and Meta World Peace right here on Fox Sports Radio and iHeartRadio, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern and taking you through the entire first round of the draft. they will have pick-by-pick predictions, analysis for all 30 picks in the first round. That's Thursday night, Doug Gottlieb, Chris Broussard, metaworld World Peace, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And that, of course, goes right into us with your post-first-round NBA draft show. Maybe Phil Jackson will have traded Porzingis. Maybe Spike Lee and Michael Rapaport will be the starting backcourt for the Knicks next season. Is it the playoffs yet? I don't know, but that could happen. But in so all reality,
2: I mean, the last 48 to 72 hours, now we, we give it a third day, far more entertaining than the eight months that we just witnessed. right? I mean, uh, pillar to mean post. F- from the Knicks or everybody? From everybody. I mean, we oh, obviously sure. had great yeah. dumpster fires here in L.A. with the Lakers, uh-huh. uh, the early exit <laughs> of the Clippers. And then the Knicks were kind of stories that – move the needle a little bit, but for the most part, the on-court action gave us an MVP talk uh, and and debate, but beyond beyond that, not a whole lot. A lot of 82-game preseason uh, as it's been termed on this show.
0: Now, before we get into more on the big Lakers-Nets trade from today, uh, this happened about an hour ago. Dwight Howard is no longer a member of the Atlanta Hawks. Bye, Felicia. He goes to the Hornets along with the number 31 pick in the draft on Thursday night in exchange for Marco Bellinelli and center Miles Plumley along with the number 41 pick in the 2017 draft. So it's Bellinelli, Plumley, the 41 pick for Dwight Howard and the 31 pick. Dwight Howard traded <laughs> for a backup's backup and a shooting guard who scores 10 points a game. If you are Dwight Howard, there is no bigger look-in-the-mirror moment in your career than this. But then again, it's Dwight Howard. The guy doesn't care. He's never cared. So I would, a normal person would go, whoa, whoa, I just got traded for a bunch of extra parts and a pick that's not even going to make the team. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, he doesn't care. Okay, I'll just go play. I don't care. He doesn't care. Doesn't now, care. Now, to be
2: fair, this is now his 14th NBA season, fifth team. So it's a little different animal than, say less than 5 years ago when he and Steve Nash were on the cover of Sports Illustrated with the ha- the, the headline hey this will be fun at that point the expectations were still this guy could dominate now he's he's just a guy back to back years and in, in 13 and change in the scoring department could still rebound still at 12.7 this past year for that's the career average at this point which is which is fine but He's he's not a guy that's moving the needle again. It, it's deck chairs. It's here's his contract. Get it out of here. We're
0: tired of looking at him. This is this is this is where Dwight Howard is a guy that we spent so much time talking about just as recently as three years ago. Dwight Howard was the missing piece for so many teams, and Dwight Dwight Dwight. Now the guy's lucky if he even makes the show. I mean, this will be it. I don't know if he makes the show any more than this right now. Well, well this I mean, is we how have far to... Dwight Howard has fallen. Yeah, but we have to point
2: out the fact that he was talking about trades and asking people what they thought of today's activity five minutes before Mark Spears put out the tweet saying that he'd been dealt. So you got a little bit of of fun with that. Uh, Obviously, he probably already had the phone call saying, hey, you're going to beat it. And so trying to lather like when Boogie Cousins
0: got told he was traded at the All-Star game doing the interview. What's up? I got to go. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's been fun. See you later. So there it is. Congratulations, Dwight Howard. You are now a jag. I love Mike Mayak for coming up with that word. eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. But a little bit more now on this Lakers-Nets trade, which saw D'Angelo Russell and Timothy Mosgoff go to the Brooklyn Nets, Brooke Lopez to the Los Angeles Lakers. And look, obviously there's been a lot of, attention spent on, okay, the Lakers are getting set for the future. Lopez's salary comes off the books after this year, so this is going to be something the Lakers are going to have a lot of money if they want to free up for LeBron James after this year with the Cavaliers and all. And all that stuff is great, but this now tells you that Lonzo Ball will be a Laker. There is no way he is not drafted at number two by the Lakers after the After Jordan Clarkson being on the trading block, being offered to the Pacers in a trade for Paul George, you know his status here doesn't mean they're going to roll with him as their point guard next year and take somebody else. Faults will be off the table. Josh Jackson's workout didn't go as they had expected, so it's going to be Lonzo Ball. Now, you know me. I would run from him. You're not ready. You're not ready for the divisiveness that LeVar Ball is going to Put into the Lakers, but uh-huh. I, all I could do is warn you, and I've warned the Lakers about 150 times right now, so that's all I can say. I'd have moved up more for Markel Fultz. I mean, that's something we got to get into later, Mike, because I, I just can't believe knowing that Danny Ainge was not quite giving the number one overall pick away, but just give us, another number, uh, give us another first round pick that may be early, and you could have the number one pick. How do you not do that? How do you not move up for Markel Fultz? It, it, anybody could have done it. They could have. Anybody could have said, "Here, yeah, we'll we'll give you this, and we'll move up to number one, and we'll get the best player in the draft." If you decided that he was the best player in the draft, I, I have
2: reservations about a guy who flat out tells you, "I don't know how to play defense." yet. not that you necessarily do after one year in college, but I, I had
0: thirteen games, I think he had at Washington. I, he was resting.
2: No, that's just it. He also missed a lot of time, and well, <laughs> they weren't very good when he did play. Not to mention, I'm still waiting to see the. NCAA-logoed cars arriving at the Washington campus. Hey, you had the number one number one signee two years in a row after being, well, miserable in this program for a long, long time under that coach. What changed? Explain you know, that no, but to th- me. But they
0: let the one guy go because uh, Missouri hired his dad no, as the coach, right. so he that's, went there. That's
2: right. Eventually, they let Listen him out of d- that deal.
0: Listen, Mike Hopkins has enough to worry about at Washington without you sending special NCAA cars to his house. Somebody's got to do it. He hey, someone's
2: got to keep them honest. If they're going to go and willy-nilly assign, you know, blame to people and spin the wheel of punishment or whatever they call it, uh, we, we have to do that. Now, what's interesting also, David Aldridge uh, of TNT a little bit earlier today Quote, Lakers, per sources, engaged Sacramento in talks that would have sent the second pick to the Kings for Sacramento's two first rounders, numbers five and ten. And then trying to package that with another player, whether it be Randall, the aforementioned Clarkson, etc., in a player uh, to head to Indy for Paul George. The Kings, at this point, said no. So that's also one of those things that we can still look in the next 48 hours that this isn't done spinning. It's like Magic Johnson when he had his talk show and it ended with him spinning the ball and then Mm -hmm. lobbing it to you. That's exactly
0: where we're at. Oh, get ready. Things have to keep going forward for the Lakers. Just realize Lonzo Ball will be a Laker. It'll be great for all of us, and it will be horrendous. For the Lakers. We'll talk to an insider coming up in a minute for what could be next. Is Paul George coming to LA? Is LeBron James coming to Los Angeles? But first, here's what's trending Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1 800 947 Auto. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Well, as we get closer and closer to the NBA draft, we're seeing big moves. Dwight Howard gets traded earlier in the day. It was D'Angelo Russell and Timothy Mosgoff. Headed to the Nets in exchange for Brooke Lopez and a first-round pick. What else is going to happen? Joining us now on the hotline, L.A. Daily News, Lakers beat writer and insider Mark Medina. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. That's at MarkG underscore. Underscore Medina. All right, Mark, so uh, the Lakers, they they trade for Brooke Lopez. They're talking to Paul George. They, is there anybody they're not going after at
1: this point? Let, let, let's start there. <laughs> hey, you Eliminate know, next season the they have their eyes set on LeBron James and uh, Russell Westbrook, so they'll be back in contention <laughs> in no time, right?
0: <laughs> All right, so first, this trade today, the D'Angelo-Russell deal uh, that makes them better, gives them more flexibility for next season. Did they have to trade Russell? Was it was this where they were coming out of this offseason? And even though he had potential and talent, there were still too many issues with him and they had to part with him?
1: Well, the way I understand it, it's not so much that they felt like they had to trade D'Angelo Russell. I think one of the main priorities in this offseason was find somehow some way to get rid of those awful contracts from Timothy Mozgov or Lou Deng. And, you know, that was kind of a casualty with that. Um, you know, in fairness to the Lakers, they say they like Brooke Lopez. He's a pretty productive center. He's going to be off the books. Um, but most importantly, it relieves cap room for them to be able to maybe chase a LeBron James if he opts out or a Russell Westbrook next season. Um, but I think to some degree, D'Angelo Russell was seen as maybe more expendable than, say, a guy like Brandon Ingram for two reasons. One, The Lakers are uh, presumed to be taking a point guard named Lonzo Ball, and I think that they see him as someone who's going to be really helpful for them, partly because D'Angelo Russell lacks some of those qualities. And what I mean by that is they see Lonzo Ball as a guy who's a true point guard, who looks to get guys involved first, looks to pass, um, has some leadership qualities, and those are some things that lacked with D'Angelo. But all that being said, they still thought D'Angelo a great player. They, they didn't see any issues as far as, uh, you know, his uh, ability to have to adapt to the off-ball position. Uh, that's something I was actually emerging in his game. But I think with the Lakers, uh, you know, they're trying to be aggressive and they prioritized who's expendable, who isn't, and D'Angelo wasn't that because of some of those reasons.
2: All right, so they were able to get rid of bad contract number one. See how much easier this would have been if you didn't have to play this hopscotch as well, Mark. But with Luol Dang, can they find a taker, or is that just one they have to, to sit on and absorb?
1: You know, I'm sure if the Lakers have some takers, they would love to do that. But, you know, in a way, this might take away some momentum. And then what's interesting, you know, I know that the Lakers are kind of in a, a stalemate right now with the Indiana Pacers because they've been offering two different trade scenarios. They've been offering Julius Randle and the number 27 and the 28th pick. They've also been offering Jordan Clarkson and the 27th and 28th pick. And as of now, I'm told that the Pacers are trying to get more out of this. You know, obviously, if you can attach a number two pick and Brandon Ingram, that would be great. The Lakers are balking at that. But in the scenario that they're able to entice Indiana to accept Julius Randle, that kind of opens up a vacancy. At that fourth spot in here, even if Luol Deng might be making way too much money, uh, there's still a role for him. So it remains to be seen, but if the Lakers can unload as much cap space as they can, I think they'll definitely do it.
0: Mark, when it comes to LeBron James now, and certainly all the talk looks to next year after Brook Lo- Lopez's contract would come off the books, is this hey, we think we may have a chance for him? Is this, hey, back channels, we really think we have, we're have. we one of two teams that are going to get him next year? Where, where are they as far as their belief for LeBron in the year?
1: You know, I think it's more of a step-by-step progression. I mean, I, I think there was a natural reaction as these moves were happening later today that Laker fans were looking at. Hey, you know, the previous front office with Mitch Kupchak and Jim Bus held their hopes and dreams on getting LeBron again, and that didn't work out. But here I think it's a little bit different um, because they already have, they have an infrastructure some young guys. And then number two, there's going to be momentum to get Paul George, and he's already said to the Pacers he wants to be a Laker. So that's a little bit different from some of these other free agents where, you know, obviously LeBron and, and Carmelo are much uh, different in terms of talent, but the idea of going after a good free agent—they didn't have clarity if they even wanted to play for the Lakers. Paul George wants to, but here is where it gets complicated. The Lakers went into this off-season with the mindset of they don't want to expend the farm because they have a lot of young guys. It took a while to get these draft picks, and you know they're very well aware of what happened to the New York Knicks when they sold the farm to get Carmelo Anthony. They didn't have anything to, to show for it. And I think Paul George felt the same way. But I think that our sentiments changed a little bit once Paul George's representatives informed the Pacers he had no desire to stay after next season. And that opened up the floodgates for some other teams that could get involved. And you're running the risk. If a team like Cleveland, a team like the Clippers that have more talent right now can get Paul George even on a rental, if he's in a winning environment, that might be hard to pass up, even if he's nostalgic for the purple and gold.
2: Price of poker going up. The yeah, games exactly. Gamesmanship underway. It's the Jason Smith show here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Studios in Los Angeles and Mobile in Detroit. On the hotline with us, Mark Medina, LA Daily News, Lakers beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at MarkG_Medina. underscore Medina. So to that end, we know the end of first rounds and second round picks look sticking around and... And being contributors is often a tough prospect. But assuming they're still sitting there with those picks, what, what are we looking at in, in terms of investment for the Lakers and what Magic and Rob Polinka want to do?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know the Lakers, one of their biggest needs is they need to get some defensive players. I mean, they've been last in the league uh, in that category for a while. Uh, if you look at the guys that might be available in that draft slot, maybe someone like Josh Hart from Villanova, um, would be a, a really good option. He's a four-year guy. He's known as a two-way player that can play multiple positions. So if I had to guess, he would he would be the top candidate.
0: Mark, if you were, if I were to say, okay, give me something that is not being reported right now, but could potentially happen by Thursday night. So other words, it's not Paul George. That's something that Porzingis. you wouldn't be surprised. Stop. <laughs> if the Knicks trade that I'm quitting. If the Knicks trade Porzingis, I'm I'm quitting. I'm just. But quitting. if he comes here, he's in our backyard. He'll be our best friend. But he's not. A, <laughs> but he's not a Nick anymore. He's not my guy. I can't do it. Wait, 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 Mark. The Lakers aren't getting Porzingis, are they? Uh, I
1: haven't sensed anything, but oh, I guess you okay. never say never, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Wait,
0: wait. Jeannie G- Bus isn't taking Phil back, is she? Because that would be a big uh, no, deal. No, not
1: as far as I know. I don't think this is going right. to be uh, involved in some kind of reconciliation. <laughs> I think it was more of a a distance thing became too much of an issue.
0: (laughs) All right, so what's something kind of out of the box that's not not being talked about a lot right now that you wouldn't be surprised if it happened on Thursday night, either trade a draft, something from the Lakers? What would it be?
1: You know, to be honest, it's really hard for me to say that because if I had actual information, I would report it, you know? So um, I think right now what I've been told specifically with Paul George is this deal, they're going to trade Paul George before the draft. So... Uh, I don't know if that means the Lakers are going to get him, but I think that you should expect that the Indiana Pacers will not have Paul George. And so even if the talks right now have stalled, uh, that might just be because the Pacers are trying to see what other teams uh, have to offer and kind of use that against the Lakers. Um, but I would presume that talks will continue tonight and tomorrow and, uh, you know, lead into the draft on Thursday.
0: You can follow him on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. That's at Mark G underscore Medina. LA Daily News, Lakers beat writer and insider. Follow him all throughout the week and especially Thursday for all your Laker needs. And who knows who they wind up bringing in as long as it's not Porzingis. Mark, <laughs> as always, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Enjoy the next couple of days.
1: Hey, thanks so much. And I got to give you a lot of props for playing Ice Cubes. It's a, It was a good day. Great song.
0: <laughs> Be good, Mark. Thanks.
1: It. All right. Take care.
0: You know, the one thing talking about Paul George, and it's obvious they they have to trade him, is that I think the Lakers listen to us and they listen to the show because when they could have gotten George the trade deadline and the overall consensus was, oh, he's coming anyway in a year and a half. What are you worried about? What are you worried about? Now look at what, what's, what's happening. You're seeing the Cavaliers trying to get in the mix for Paul George because they think they could be Paul George away from beating the Golden State Warriors. And if you let Paul George play in Cleveland for a year and they win the title, suddenly then I'm going to play one year. LeBron will say, I'll do one more year. And then he's not coming to Los Angeles. You have to go get a guy when you can. Even if he says, yeah, this is my preferred destination. A lot can change in a year and a half for Paul George. He may go, I want to be a Laker right now more than anything. But... A year goes by; he wins a title with LeBron. Well, maybe I'll go with LeBron somewhere else. Maybe we'll go to the Clippers. Maybe we'll do a... so. The Lakers are doing exactly what they need to do, and that is we are got to now pry Paul George away. Whether it's Julius Randle, Clarkson, a couple of first round picks, they're doing exactly what they need to do because they can't afford to wait and go. Yeah, no, in a year Paul George will come because that's not certain.
2: No, that's just it. Uh, at the deadline, it became the all right. We're we're tanking and working towards having that protected pick. So, which of these assets, as you're still doing the evaluation process, were the expendables, right? And certainly, Magic in an advisor role, which we all said was a sham, or at least we did on this show. Uh, You can go back and check the tape. (laughs) That he was eventually going to be in a bigger position. That they decided Ingram was the guy. And obviously, D'Angelo Russell, even with some big games and some big opportunities, he's the guy that gets lost in this process again. You know, some are saying, well, everybody said that this Mozgov contract was so bad. It's like, oh, it was. You wouldn't have needed to sacrifice D'Angelo Russell had they not made that asinine signing. But that's now in the past, and you push forward with the assets you have to see which of these big fish you can land.
0: Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next... A trade that might not happen now that could have tilted the balance of power in the NBA. We get into that breaking story here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, batting practice continuing for the Dodgers right now at Chavez Ravine. Great news. Great news. Great news. Yasmani Grandal hit the third Dodgers home run of the night. Not too in the first not. inning. Corey Seager hit a two-run jack. Then, for some unknown reason, Cody Bellinger tried to bunt the first pitch from Robert kazelman Then, one pitch later, he hit a two-run homer. He was rope
2: a doping him. <laughs>
0: Another home run for Bellinger. He rope a doped him. Ah, he's yeah. just going to bunt. And I'm then he laid one bunt. out and he hammered it. Yep, there we go. It's another home run. Yeah, so this Gazame not gazowing well for the gamets with Robert Gazelman still on the mound. It's DJ. Gary Ganu with the Ganoos. <laughs> oh, 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 by the way, uh, before we get to the big NBA story, all the things we're talking about tonight, only because it merits it right here. Uh, I've been looking forward to doing my best. Berman announcing Daniel Day Lewis retiring from acting bit. Can I just do a little bit of it? Can I just do a little bit of it. I can't can I stop you. You're there
2: in the mobile Geico Fox Sports Radio studios in Detroit. I mean, Trust I guess Cheshire could hit a button or two. I I don't think you asked permission. I I think you asked for forgiveness. Oh, After okay. doing it is the way that works.
0: Because you know what I found out the other night after one too many hot toddies. Is I could do a pretty good talk box guitar, Peter Frampton after what? after one two old late are night you? hot toddies. Well it was good, it was good for my throat. The whiskey was good for my throat and it helped it you know get better over the weekend and we were listening to Frampton Comes alive for some reason was on the radio and I realized what do you mean for some reason good... it's one of the great songs of all time. Well it is but we didn't put on Frampton Comes alive We you know it was just on the radio and I realized I could do a pretty good talk box Peter Frampton guitar. I I I said, Oh, I gotta remember this and incorporate this into the show. All right. But Daniel Day Lewis retired from acting today. Big big story. Uh one of the greatest actors of our generation. He will do one more movie and that's it. Sixty years old. Never heard. He of. is hanging it up. So while there will be blood, there will be no more acting roles for Daniel Day Lewis, DJ.
2: There you go. He'd been in semi-retirement before and went to work as a cobbler.
0: <laughs> Wait, had one Bermit, of those push or, or Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, okay. All there right. was a
2: point where he stopped working and went to work as a cobbler and would go on with one of those push bikes through the mountains. And he's a guy that marches to his own drum.
0: Good on him. Daniel Day-Lewis Lincoln logging his way to an early retirement. <laughs> TJ. Oh boy. And there will be no more milkshakes left to drink for Daniel Day-Lewis, DJ, I
2: don't know. There's an ad running for a Lucky Charms milkshake <laughs> during the show. I'm like, that. that's our target right there. That's what we do.
0: Well, the reason Mike Harmon has a little bit of more of a jump in his step tonight than he normally does is because, well, one, I'm sure he's wearing shorts, and two, it looks like Jimmy Bucket's is going to be staying in Chicago. It was just not even eight hours ago that Jimmy Butler was pushing to be traded to Cleveland. He was going to be the third superstar, and Kevin Love was going to go to the Bulls, and this was going to happen. And now, about an hour and a half ago, the Cavaliers' pursuit of Jimmy Butler and Paul George have both slowed because the Lakers are talking with the Pacers about Paul George with the deal that Mark Medina brought us a few minutes ago, the 27th and 28th pick in the draft, in addition to Julius Randle or Jordan Clarkson. And now Jimmy Butler says he wants to stay with the Bulls, would not commit long-term, and is intent on trying to lead the Bulls back to Eastern Conference prominence. Oh, Mike Harmon, a five-second dance party for you.
2: No, I'll go through this. First off, I am wearing pants. The hammies are a bit sore. My knees are aching today, so no. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, quad, I'm sorry about quadzilla, that. Quadzilla. The road to Quadzilla has been a very arduous journey, and it has left me a little setback today. So feeling a little bit, uh, you know, something there. Uh, David Aldridge, we quote him again. He asked Dwayne Wade tonight why he opted in for the twenty seventeen twenty eighteen season in Chicago uh the answer was just 24 million reasons of so you have that as for jimmy butler look this tells you a couple of things one you you have nobody running the show you you call that phone number and it's been disconnected right they cleared out the front office in cleveland but you need a line direct to lebron james and if he's saying i don't want to go there that means lebron james is telling him well i might not be here if you show up so be be cautious there also there was a report earlier today that if LeBron's thinking of bailing, Kyrie Irving's not liking Cleveland long-term either, and he might ask to go. Ergo, Jimmy Butler says, yeah, you know what? I kind of like working in Chicago. That'll be better for me. I'll get along
0: with Fred. You know where I would go with this, Mike? And I think about this. I would call Todd Furman on the phone now and say, all right, Everybody is under the assumption LeBron James is gone out of Cleveland after this coming year. The tweet when Griffin got fired as GM, all the rumors, the long rumors that he wants to come out to Los Angeles. If they can't get anybody in the draft this year, could it happen in this offseason? Is there a way, is there some kind of way that LeBron could get out of Cleveland and not go into next year going, we're not going to beat anybody because we're going to be the same team? I, I want, no, that's where I'd, I'd put money on.
2: No, it certainly could be in process as well. But fun stuff with the don't blame me tweet last night.
0: 877-99 on Fox Twitter at How about a presca back into the biggest story of the night coming up next step right up and take batting practice against Cook the fix. Mets Guaranteed to see a home run every inning. Oh I thought um, you were gonna say guaranteed to take some
2: years off your life. Oh, well that was <laughs> that, That's the uh-huh. second verse. That's fifth thing too, buddy.
0: Yeah, right now at Chavez Ravine, and we wouldn't talk about this except, you know, history's gonna wind up being made tonight. Uh, the Dodgers now lead the Mets not one nothing, not, not two nothing, not three nothing. Not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. And, and when I say that, I really believe it. It is now ten to nothing. The Dodgers lead the Mets in the fifth inning. (laughs) So far, Cody Bellinger has another home run for the Dodgers. Yasmani Grandal has a home run for the Dodgers. But Corey Seager now has not one, not two, but three home runs tonight, and it's only the fifth inning. Seager is four for four with three home runs and six RBIs, and it's the fifth inning. Golden headphones, go ahead. <laughs> well, this just coming in after Robert Gazelman's
2: uh, performance tonight. He has been named permanent pitcher of the Home Run Derby.
0: Oh, look at that! That's that's a that's a nice good job for Gazelman after tonight. Four innings. Gah. No <laughs> Deep and it's not playable. No, no, no. Hey, you want Jay Bruce? We're going to be selling. We're going to be selling in about a week and a half. Oh, you're not drinking that Bruce juice anymore? Yeah, dude. Dude, we're 12 games out of the wild card. It's not happening. It's a final.
2: But it's, it's been fun happening. to watch and you know what? I'm watching on four televisions. Oh, that's right. That's great. Four televisions. That's great. That one I'm that I'm the one that you shot out 2 weeks ago with your anger <laughs>
0: over the Mets play has been restored. <laughs> So yeah, it's yeah. only the fifth inning. We could see twenty runs tonight. We could see Corey Seager could hit seven home runs tonight. That would be he's, something. He's #Hashtag ba- We Do Big Moments. know, he's batted four times in five innings. He's got at least three more at bats coming. Because you know, because the Mets pitchers don't get better. As they leave the games. You know, they only get... You're, it's like when you're cloning Michael Keaton in multiplicity. The next guy that comes in is a little bit worse than the guy before it. The next guy is a little bit worse than the guy before him. And down and down and down and down.
2: And so on and so on and so on. But it's okay, buddy. It's okay. It's only the fifth. And we get to watch it all here in the Geico studios. So, yeah, Rosberg's been doing a dance tonight. He's get, oh. getting ready for... You know, limbering up and like he's got a big night after this celebration time here in Los Angeles.
0: I am glad I'm in the mobile Geico studios <laughs> out of Detroit this week, or, or more accurately, Farmington Hills. Uh, well, you're ducking and hiding this with series.
2: You. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you left Just town
0: think. because the Mets are here.
2: Just, just think if I, I actually t- think
0: have gotten Jason.
2: <laughs> well, Rob Parker was in last night. He goes, what, did Jason go to the baseball game? Is that why I get to be? I'm like, no, he's not even in town. He goes, oh, he doesn't even want to see his
0: team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, this is the yin and the yang of things. Can you imagine if I took tonight off to go to the game?
2: Oh, I'm going to go see Gazelman. It's going to be, oh, man. Well, if you sat in the that. outfield, you had a pretty good shot of catching a home run.
0: Oh, this is I, – I could see history. Corey Seager, three home runs his first three at-bats. You could have gone streaking too. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my goodness, that's Jason Smith. There he is. He's wearing a Dave Kingman t-shirt. It's finally And a backwards over. Mets hat. That's it. And a pair of Syracuse sweatpants running onto the field. But he just caught a fly ball. Maybe the Mets will keep him for a couple of minutes. New Jersey Tragic is the absolute worst! <laughs> So that's what's happening right now in Major League Baseball. Corey Seager, three home runs, taking the spotlight at least temporarily away from Cody Bellinger, who, oh, by the way, now has 22 home runs on the season. Uh, Before we get back into the Lakers' big trade today, D'Angelo Russell for Brooke Lopez and the contract of Timothy Mozgov, ostensibly, it looks like there could be another star on the trading block as the Clippers have been exploring trading deandre jordan this supposedly was something that was being discussed before jerry west came on although hmm really mike you know oh this is happening before jerry jerry west comes on and suddenly we hear oh yeah we're shopping deandre jordan i think if they were trying to gauge interest in deandre jordan before jerry west uh came aboard we would have heard something like that it wouldn't have come out now like when jerry west is having his first day with the Clippers. Investigative reports
2: and the whole thing, I think we would have had uh, a, a leak somewhere along the way that that DeAndre Jordan was the guy because he's that's been the quiet part, right? The assumption is you've got movement for Griffin, you've got suitors for Chris Paul, and then someone's going to pay J.J. Redick a lot of money to come in and shoot the lights out. DeAndre Jordan was never talked about at all as a moving piece in this process. And now all of a sudden you've got the proposal of Jordan in exchange for Tyson Chandler and the number four overall pick reportedly discussed.
0: Well, here's and here's why I'm okay with this. Because what what have I you're going, Jason, you're crazy. What what have you said all the time? I don't like Blake Griffin long term on this team. I don't like Chris Paul long term on this team. But you can build around DeAndre Jordan, right? That that's what I've said. And and certainly you could, but it's obvious that that your team needs to get younger and more athletic because the Clippers one of the oldest teams in the league, if not the oldest, where their stars are. But here's the thing. If you want to completely tear it down and let all those guys go, I'm okay with it because you know what? This time next year, who's going to be – if you wanted to tank this year if you're the Clippers, all right? I know it's tough because Clipper fans have saw 25 years of tanking, but the Clippers are a destination now, right? After this year – Guys are going to be free agents. They're going to want to come play in different places. Who will be more prepared to have LeBron and Paul George, somebody else, come and play on one team than the Clippers? They'll have more room than the Lakers will to be able to have guys. The Lakers will have cap, but they're going to have some young players. Lonzo Ball's going to be there already. They're going to have Brandon Ingram. The Clippers can say, come and make it your team. And suddenly it's going to be LeBron and a couple of the guys in Clippers jerseys, and they have to suck for one year, and suddenly then you're going to have three or four years of contending for the NBA title. Los Angeles for the Clippers is a destination now. You can do this. And if you tank for one year, you'll be great next year. Follow the New York Jets philosophy. Tank for one year, and then you'll be great in a year.
2: Yeah, the odds uh, are now at uh, the Jets finishing under five wins is at minus 150. So becoming a more prohibitive favorite, just to throw that out, uh, as from the Westgate in Las Vegas, just to show you
0: how dire things are for your fall, hey, Jason Smith. Hey, I can't believe it's still at five. I think, figure by now it'll be down to like two and a half or three. J-E-T-E, I'm Jets. It's like they believe in the Jets. I mean, to put that over under at five. Well, there you go. You, you have
2: to shuffle it down half games at a time. There's still plenty of time, Jason. Still plenty of time. Once we get to All the right. next round of, of camp. As training camp opens, you might see some downward pressure if things look uh, horrid in that first couple of weeks of the preseason. But in, in terms of the shuffle of all these top names, you know the presumption with LeBron James: if he doesn't want to be in Cleveland, that he wants to go to the Lakers. Well, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, you can go be the guy that restores a gloried franchise and be the next statue on the plaza at Staples, or you could be the guy that potentially leads the Clippers to their first grand moment and you work with Jerry West and you work with Steve Ballmer and you try to build that championship team and, and go, look, by virtue of what we've seen the last four years, that you're going to pass what these, these teams have been able to accomplish. So you're already going into rarefied air. Uh, be, even if you don't win a title, just advancing in the playoffs is going to be a big deal and being that that big component with DeAndre Jordan, you know what he is. He's going to play good defense. He's going to be terrible at the free throw line, although he's better. <laughs> and he and he's going to average 12 and 12. That's that's good. That's not game changing. That's not directing you into another place, right? I mean we've seen him be a better offensive player in Blake Griffin absences in part, but that's not hasn't been sustainable. That's usually a couple of big games and then he's right back into that you know, 15 and 11 kind of stat lines. So as you go forward, I I wouldn't shuffle at all. It's just a question of, okay, if Jordan's expendable and you go get the number four overall pick, which based on what projections would be, what does that bring you? Jason Tatum, if that's the guy you want. And then you go out into the market and build from there. It's an awful lot of money that would come off the books if you get rid of any one of those three components.
0: But that's the thing. Get get rid of all of them and get contracts that expire after this year, right? Because you have to you have to get to the floor and you have to spend, and, and that's how it's going to work. But just if you could just do it for one season, just once, and say, listen, I know it's going to be tough, but we got to eye on stuff. Fans won't care. Well, we had I mean, the hot they,
2: dog guns, so yeah, just you get, can if, just have them. That,
0: you'll be fine. I mean, just if you if you get like five guys with hot dog guns, and that's all you do, that's all the Clippers need. Kids will go to the games. Yeah, I don't die. know that
2: that's been FDA-approved or would be licensed inside an arena. I don't know. We're still checking on the legalities.
0: What about a nacho gun? You can shoot the chips no, into you the crowd and the, the cheese everywhere. You can't start shooting hot cheese at people. Oh, what are you talking oh, about? what if you shot the cheese up in the air to give it time to cool once it left the gun and then came down, and by the time it landed, then the cheese would be cool enough? I want to have a gun, blow hot dogs into the stands. <laughs> Yeah, I, I
2: don't know, buddy. I think you're you're talking about liability concerns right there. I don't think that's enough. I think more of those 80s and 90s old-timer acts that they bring in between quarters and <laughs> halftime might be the way you solve a one-year let's-not-quite-push-towards-championship-goals type type of equation. But for the Clippers, four years, it's been the opportunity while the Lakers have been down, that window appears to be closing if it doesn't do so by thursday night if that trade does go down
0: well well, that's what you have to do if you're the clippers you have to realize when the window closes and too many teams try to keep the window open longer than they should all right the clippers tried to keep the window with blake and chris paul open longer than they should it it was too many years of "Oh, we're going to win close to 50 games and maybe we win the first round if not we're home in the second round you realize that's not good. And if it was the old Clippers, I would say yes. Keep as many stars as you can together because you never know who's going to wind up coming to town because you're the Clippers. But you're destination now. I, I, I keep saying that. The Clippers are a team that people want to come play for. You know, today Bill Simmons and Colin Coward had a huge discussion about which L.A. team is better for LeBron James. I mean, think about how far the Clippers have come in, in just a short couple of years, it's been two years since Donald Sterling was running the team, and it was a, well, you know, they're not bad, but still they're the Clippers. No, you can do that now. G- clear the decks and people will come. Because if you have Los Angeles and the Clippers and an owner that everybody loves and Steve Ballmer who's going to pay money and an exciting fan base, and you don't have to worry about stepping into Kobe Bryant's shadow or anybody else, Tell me another team that if they cleared the decks for cap money and said, come here, players would say, no, I'm going there instead of Los Angeles. Nobody would. Well, and if you're a guy
2: entering your prime, you're also looking at being the guy that can open the new arena, assuming they get past all the investigation and, and everything actually happens. But this past week, that big announcement and something that had been expected from Steve Ballmer of wanting to distance himself from Staples Center and have his own a big marquee place next to the giant football museum that'll be opened in a couple of years that you know you could be that guy as well leading them into this next era
0: now you just have to have the hot dog guy if you don't have anybody the hot dog guy will open open i think i'm going
2: that's going to be the summer project for my daughters (laughs) and i we're going to try to perfect the hot dog gun
0: oh twitter and how about a fresca if you have any ideas mike Harmon is at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show live from the Geico Studios, the mobile Geico Studios this week. Mike in L.A. I'm in Detroit. And don't forget, go to geico.com. We're in 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more in car insurance. The only difficulty figuring out which way is easier. Coming up next, we're going to talk about a trade that hasn't been made, that you know is going to wind up being made, and it's going to make a lot of people upset. And it rhymes with, Schmitt stops more Schmingas. That's next on Schmocks. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. We'll tell you when Corey Seager is coming up next against Mets pitching. <laughs> uh, not too long from now, he's got three home runs so far tonight. Through the... F- and, it's, and, it's, and it's still the bottom of the first. Uh, three home runs in the first five innings for Corey Seager. He is actually four for four. He will come up again very, very soon as the Dodgers lead the Mets 10 nothing, and the Dodgers have the bases loaded in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, this game really could get out of hand quick, Mike Harmon. This
2: team is an absolute f-
0: joke. That's what he said. That's what he said. He owned
2: it, and that was three weeks into the season.
0: <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresca? That's Twitter. At how about a fresca? Jason, Mike Harmon, everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Don't watch the Mets. And let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you got to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Now, remember, Smith, this all comes down to one loss. No matter how
2: bad it gets, it could be 27 to nothing by the time it all ends. It could be a Jets score put here in mid-June. That could be the case, but it still only counts as one in the loss column. So just, you know, take some solace. Take in that. that for data. That
0: too. <laughs> uh, so while this is happening to the Mets, this could be happening to the Knicks. <sighs> gather, let it go. gather, gather, let it go. Let it, let it go. Trade right. Porzingis to the Lakers. Let it. The New York Knicks are taking phone calls about trading Kristaps Porzingis. This poor story. Jingus, yeah.
2: Porzingis is he the Latvian and Dirt? Poor Latvian Sean. It never gets
0: old. No, it
2: doesn't. Think about how that would take over. Los Angeles to the club scene here if he was dealt to Los Angeles. Think about that. You're going down to Bootsy Bellows. Maybe you're, you know, clinking glasses with one of the Kardashian clan, and then all of a sudden the Porzingis song comes on.
0: Oh, he's so going to date a Kardashian. Either that one he's or so the hypnotic a trance song. It's happening. Oh, you just know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen.
2: Think about this late night little slide over with this playing in the club, strobe lights going, popping some Dom. Oh, yeah.
0: But Phil Jackson is taking phone calls on trading Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis, who most recently made headlines for not taking part in the end of season meetings. He was unhappy with the direction the Knicks were taking. So he had a pretty public, hey, I'm the face of this franchise, or I will be because you're kicking Carmelo Anthony out the door with both feet, and I want to let you know that I'm not going to stand for losing. And now, Phil Jackson has Porzingis on the trading blocks. This is not going to end well. Because, number one, if you put your star player on the trading block and you don't trade him, what does that tell you? Is, that, is Porzingis going to want to really come back and play for the Knicks? I, I hope, I hope, The big thing is he gets Phil Jackson out because Phil Jackson clearly has shown that the NBA has passed him by because he has done nothing with the Knicks in two and a half, really two and three quarter years, except for go through a youth movement, then try to buy some overpriced veterans that haven't worked out. And now we're going to rebuild by trading Porzingis. What's he done? The Knicks don't have a playoff berth to show for this. They have anything, anything close to the playoffs to show. Outside of a roster where he's pissed off is Carmelo Blanchett? Anthony, who is their biggest star, and now he's upset their best player, he, it's time to take the keys away from Phil Jackson. It's time for James Dolan to stop playing guitar for 5 minutes and go, "You know, this really isn't working with Phil Jackson." Because Phil is trying to build the team like he thinks he could because it's 1998. And he can't. Players don't want to come play in the triangle offense. I'm going to get young players to do it. You're not going to win anything with young players. You only win by, a stat, by getting established stars and collecting talent. That's how you're doing it. Superstars are teaming up. You can't sell a youth movement in New York. You can't sell a we're building a team piece by piece. New York is not a city where you have a rebuild. This is where you clear the decks like the Clippers and Lakers do and say, okay, who's coming? Come on, you have star here, star B, star C. We talked about the Clippers. If they tank this year, it would be awesome because they'd get LeBron James and his traveling all-stars in a year. This is where New York should be, but they're not a destination. No one wants to come and play for the Knicks. How is trading Porzingis going to help? For everybody who says, oh, let me take the other side. Porzingis is not there. Great. He's, uh, he's 21 years old. He's fantastic. He's still filling out. By the time he's 23, 24 years old, the guy's going to be Dirk. The guy's going through 80 game NBA seasons for the first time, and he's been really good in them. This is a guy you build around and say, we already have our star front court player. Now let's go get a backcourt or whatever else you need. How is trading Porzingis going to bring you – you're going to get three pieces? You're going to get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love and somebody else? No, of course not. I, I don't see how this is helpful. And if you think trading Porzingis is the answer, I'm sorry you're stupid. Because this is this is just not going to work. I really thought you were going to say the curiosity is
2: what the question is, if that's the answer. Instead, <laughs> you just said, well, no, no, you're stupid. <laughs> you're
0: still. I mean, really? Because I get yeah, you got there's...
2: Joe Kim Noah under contract for another three years.
0: Oh, oh okay,
2: yeah, that's, that's awesome. Building blocks.
0: <laughs> we'll build my Joe Kim Noah. So you can just see that missed free throw, uh, that gif on, on uh, yeah, Twitter but, for the next he, three years. But he
2: tries harder. So it really doesn't matter. We look at Derrick Rose. I mean, he's a, he's a free agent, so that's good. That's good, right? <laughs> that's good that we're not paying him. Sure, yeah, that's good for the moment no. until he he gets a new deal from them.
0: But you know, but but think about it, because everybody I, I've seen many times today, this story comes out, and there's really one side to it. But still, people want to say, okay, I want to manufacture a hot take and say, oh, trading Porzingis is good, and it'll be good for how.
1: Well, Tell me how anything
0: no, but, Phil Jackson has done. If you trust Phil Jackson after two and a half years to make the right deal, to say, "Oh, but I'm going to turn Porzingis into into Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and, and LeBron James," and oh by the way, then I'm I'm, I'm going to go back in time and get Dwayne Wade from 2007. That's not happening. Well, this whole thing is a lot of a lot of it's you know dreaming
2: and pixie dust in terms of wishing, wanting, and hoping for beat writers that are on deadline. And for NBA pundits that are waiting on the draft and aren't newsbreakers and they've already written their pieces on D'Angelo Russell, this gave them a thought piece of, well, everybody's saying this is obviously stupid and taking the Phil Jackson approach. And really, you just look at James Dolan, who's, who's non-existent, right? That's really all this comes back to, is it squarely on him because he's still letting Phil Jackson do whatever he wants. But when, when we're starting to look at Porzingis, if you, you take him out, It's not like he's making an exorbitant amount of money. He hasn't been paid his big deal yet. So you have that. You have all these other big contracts. But if you say, well, we're restarting and we're going to go from here, I guess that's fun for the here's your final exam in logic class of, all right, go, go through it and tell me how you make this team better by doing a complete reset. You want to tell me you offload Carmelo Anthony? I don't think there's anybody going to stand in your way or give opposition to that argument. You still argue a couple years ago, why did you go so hard to re-sign him when clearly there were more than enough teams willing to move move him and take him away from you, but you re-sign him in free agency to hamstring yourself, and now you've made a couple of other bad plays along the way. It's not a destination. And so long as Phil Jackson is there, Bill Jackson, the coach, reputation is fantastic. Who's going to sit in that room and is going to get swayed to come there in free agency and be Nobody. part of a rebuild that he's architecting? Nobody you know, that, and, who's, and, who's, that he's the architect of. It's just not going to happen.
0: No, and, and who who's going to re up there? Nobody. And really, are, are you are you are you going to get somebody? Are you going to get two good players for Porzingis? Are you really going to you really going to get two really good players? Anybody who does that, they're dumb. I mean, I get people are calling the the Knicks, and they're calling the Knicks because they're sensing weakness, and they're trying to prey on him. They want to get rid of Carmelo. They wants to start everything all over again. He wants to get rid of so many people. Okay, so now we're going to see just what he wants. We'll give you a bunch of draft picks for Porzingis. Maybe Phil wants to be the draft guy and and be Danny Ainge. Oh, you know, I got seven picks in the next two drafts, and uh, they can suck then because they're getting draft picks. But I mean, if you really think that that's good, I mean, I don't know. I don't care. I. I I don't know how you see that that's going to happen, that that's going to be something that's going to turn out to be more beneficial to the Knicks than it's going to be for another team. It's going to be okay, okay Smith. They, uh, I think they got
2: out of that inning with the uh, bases loaded, so I think you're okay.
0: Yeah, uh, Corey <laughs> Seager just flew out to the warning track with the bases loaded in a bid for his fourth home run of the night, so Seeger's still stuck at three home runs tonight against the Mets. Uh, the Dodgers lead that one 12 uh, nothing going to the seventh inning so we'll have more on the big day in the nba coming up in a minute but first here's what's trending fox sports radio the jason smith show jason and my best friend mike Harmon, live from the geico studios call 1-800-947-AUTO find out how much you can save on auto insurance well the big news of the day today the lakers and nets agreeing to swap d'angelo russell And Brooke Lopez, the Lakers trade Russell and Timothy Mozgov to the Nets in exchange for Lopez in the 27th overall pick in Thursday's NBA draft. This move was the first of what hopefully is a couple of things for the Lakers. And, yes, there's a lot of talk, and and this is what it's going to be. They're going to be able to take Brooke Lopez's salaries off the books after this year, maybe pursue LeBron James next year or a big free agent if they are able to. They're going to try to move to get Paul George to come to the Lakers now. They already have an offer out there to the Pacers, um, which involves either Jordan Clarkson or Julius Randle and the 27th and 28th overall picks in Thursday's draft in exchange for Paul George. In fact, reports now in the last hour and a half, Mark Stein of ESPN says that pursuit of Paul George by the Cavaliers has slowed – Because the Pacers are engaged with the Lakers in trade talks. It's obvious the Pacers want the number two overall pick. That's not going to happen. The Lakers are going to wind up drafting Lonzo Ball. They also want Brandon Ingram. Magic Johnson has said he's untouchable. Right now they're trying to get it done for Julius Randle and two late first-round picks. Paul George has put the the, uh, Pacers in a horrible spot because now they have to trade him, and who's going to really pony up a lot? The Lakers might be able to give you a little bit more if you want a little bit more for him. But, Mike, this is what I like, and I like the fact that Magic Johnson listens to us, not just because we do the Magic Johnson Twitter game, but because we said back at the trade deadline when Paul George intimated he wanted to be a Laker when he became a free agent. This is when the Lakers should have gone out and got Paul George. At the deadline when they could have wheeled D'Angelo Russell for Paul George, and you're done. And and suddenly Paul George is in, D'Angelo Russell's out, and you're moving forward and you already have Paul George in place. But we said how so many things can happen in a year and a half. If a guy wants to be there, go out and get him. And now that there's a bit of a bidding war for Paul George, at least for next year, the Cavaliers want him. Who knows? Maybe the Warriors are going to find a way to squeeze him <laughs> under the salary cap because Kevin Durant's only going to take $4 million for next year. There's a big competition. You have to go out and get them when you can. You can't just wait and say, okay, I'm confident this is going to happen because too many things. You know, it's like my wife all the time when we leave for a place and we wind up being late. And I'll say, you know, wh- why didn't we leave earlier? Well, I didn't know there's going to be this much traffic. I didn't know the 101 was going to be down to one lane. I'm going... There's always going to be unforeseen things when you drive a car and you're taking freeways to get someplace. There's always going to be unforeseen. Plan on the unforeseen. But nope, we always leave late. We always wind up getting places late and she always says, "Oh, traffic surprised me." "Oh, I, I can't Oh, I can't believe. I didn't I didn't know there was going to be people running on the freeway." And I have to say, I didn't know that stuff always is going to happen. This is why the Lakers listen to us. There's always things that are going to happen. If Paul George goes to the Cavaliers or someplace else, he wins a title. LeBron says he's going to stay. Paul George says, I could stay for a year. Then he's not coming to L.A. You got to go out and get him. And I love the fact that they're being aggressive and they're realizing that, okay, Our young studs aren't really studs. They're just assets, and you can move them like D'Angelo Russell, like Randall, whoever it is, to get a top 10 overall NBA player who's only 27 years old and Paul George.
2: Jason Smith sleeping tonight in the mobile Geico Fox Sports Radio studios after laying out his wife's... uh problems with... LA oh, no, no. I,
0: I say that to her all the time. It's not just Ella It's anywhere. Okay, well, an I'm, I'm just, I I'm just pointing out that going
2: nationwide with that on the air, probably not a good strategy. no uh, uh, I've
0: said it before.
2: But just going through... There's
0: no sex. Well, it
2: <laughs> could not. Might might be the case. But the the fact of the matter is back when we were looking at the trade deadline, you can understand while there's still a game of poker going on in terms of and, and calculating the odds and where are you looking at? Are you going to be able to keep that that number one pick right that first round pick was was you, were you gonna lose the protections on it bringing in Paul George was probably gonna do it and then they they did the asinine thing down the stretch of winning a bunch of games which still put that in jeopardy fortunately the other teams were that much worse in the process as well and no that was completely pun intended in terms of what Philadelphia has done during this whole ordeal but you look at what the Lakers were, were trying to ascertain was which of these players is a keeper. Julius Randle, I think we know where he's at, right? He's the version, the Lakers version of DeAndre Jordan, a little better free throw shooter, and defensively gives you up a little. But he's a double-double guy. That's, that's his deal. And now he's yoked after five weeks of his offseason off conditioning program. D'Angelo Russell, there were still nights where he would take over and we would watch it here in the Geico studios, and you'd say, wow, this, it clicks. And then he'd have a terrible night. He'd kick the ball out of bounds. He'd he'd make a bad decision in the final minutes. Like, all right, maybe it's not his time yet. Ingram, we don't know. I don't know that we saw enough to, in any kind of game scenarios to decide where he's at, but certainly they like the potential, and that's been the guy that Magic Johnson's talked about a lot you know Larry Nance had gotten hurt you had the just so much going on with this team as you're trying to do the evaluation but back at the trade deadline you didn't know if you were going to have this number two pick and now it's easy to say okay we're going to have Lonzo Ball to pair with these guys where we couldn't do that before
0: Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at how about a fresca that's Twitter at how about a fresca the Jason Smith show Jason Mike Harmon just real quick about D'Angelo Russell—is that look? I, I'm not a D'Angelo Russell fan. You never were. No, his work ethic wasn't that great. He kind of had a above it all type attitude. He graded on a lot of people in the organization. Didn't treat people the right way. All things I've heard from people that I trust uh, very much. All that being said, this is the the one downside of one and done and players coming to league so early. That is not really put a spotlight on as much. So much of it is... Boy, the player comes in, and his game isn 't well rounded enough, so he winds up playing in the cba or the or, or, sorry or he winds up playing in the d league because the CBA isaiah Thomas bankrupted them. He winds up playing in the d league or bouncing around to Europe and other places because he never grows and the nba 's defense is well we 're draft on we 're basing this draft on potential, and we 're going to get a guy and, and home grow him and hopefully by the time it 's up for a contract he 's a star, and we 'll give him more money than anybody else, and we got a superstar. But no, many people flame out because of talent as much as they do because mentally they're not ready. They're not ready to be an NBA star. And DeAngelo Russell is a shining example of that. The guy mentally wasn't ready. He was didn't have a work didn't come in with a work ethic. Didn't come in knowing had the horrible instance of taping Nick Young and talking about his his cheating on on Iggy Azalea and all kinds of crazy stuff. I can't believe he stayed a Laker after that happened. But still, he did. It was about his maturity makeup as much as it was anything else. And so many guys miss out and don't have careers because that affects their on-the-court play. So now D'Angelo Russell, instead of what could could have been a Laker building block for years and had a phenomenal career and been a great player, all-star, now he's on his second team and he's in basketball purgatory with the Nets. How much is he going to try there? If he didn't try with the Lakers, how much is he going to try with the Nets? And he's going to bounce around the league and be one of those guys that, boy, he's talented, but he never put it together. He never really got what it took to be an NBA star. And so many guys like that, Mike, that happens to. they just Their mentally and maturity, they're not ready for that. But also don't forget, a lot of these
2: guys, when they're getting drafted up top, where are they going? Crap organizations that have no leadership or direction for them, so they get lost in the abyss. And that's exactly what we've seen, at least to this point, for d'angelo russell
0: twitter at how about a fresca, the jason smith show jason and my best friend mike Harmon. well after a big day of nba trade news what organization looks like the biggest mess in the nba wait till we tell you that answer coming up next on fox taking you back to when the knicks were good fox sports radio <laughs> The Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, still three home runs for Corey Seeger, not four. Four hits. Not two, not three. Mets and the Dodgers going to the eighth inning. Dodgers lead it by the score of 12 to nothing. This is my life right now.
2: Yeah, in 1965-66, of- would reach out, I'll be there, was on the charts. The Knicks went 30-50 and 50 with Harry Gallatin replaced by Dick McGuire
0: middle yeah, of the we were, season. We were on our way up in, for 69-73. and 73. We were on our way up, <laughs> just like the Mets were. Walt Bellamy led <laughs> with 23.2 point points per game. Everybody was – all my teams were on the way up in 66. The Mets, the Jets, the Knicks, they all were. It was all that big upswing. Long lead. Long lead, Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, right around the year I was born was the last time it was really great for all the teams I root for. Since then, it's been a steadiness of disappointment. Well, there's the title of your
2: autobiography.
0: The steadiness of disappointment. steadiness
2: of disappointment (laughs) by Jason Smith.
0: I hope they're all dead. Oh, wow. (laughs) Completely not needed. Um, Wow. That's
2: next level right there. That's Geico Studio Gold. Now, speaking of teams
0: that are a mess, there may be no team that is more a mess right now than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Coming off the NBA Finals, they get swept aside in five games by the Golden State Warriors and what has happened to them since they lost Griffin gets fired as GM he and Dan Gilbert never really saw eye to eye LeBron James is not happy put out a a tweet of thanks to Griffin we got our championship not everybody saw you as an asset I did no 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 but that, that's the key part right? It's the old LeBron James.
2: Hey, I knew your value. Right, right, right. right. I left it all on the court. I did my best. It's another example of LeBron James, even though he was the guy that was the de facto GM in this process, making David Griffin look good in name only. It's all his fingerprints. Hey, bring me back Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith. Bring me those guys. But you know what? Maybe they should have gone and looked for something else if you were really going to try to build the team to beat the Warriors. All you did was do some bum through the
0: east. Yeah, but no, but I what I'm saying it as, you know, LeBron the GM is thanking someone who worked under him, you know, for the last few Thank you, I saw your genius up to me to make you. that call. Yes, I, I liked you, thanks a lot. But they are such a mess right now. They're trying to rent Paul George and Jimmy Butler. And that's not going well. It went from earlier today. Jimmy Butler could wind up being a Cavalier. He wants to be a Cavalier so bad to now. Jimmy Butler is going to stay with the Bulls, and he wants to be there long term. This broke about an hour and a half ago. Meanwhile, Paul George, conversations with the, with the Cavaliers not going anywhere. The Pacers talking to the Lakers, who are trying to pony up for George because that's where he really wants to go. We've seen this before. We've seen this happen. After a certain time, LeBron James grates on the team. They try to assuage him that things will get better. It gets worse. He holds it over your head that he may leave, and then he does. They're an absolute mess. And I know that everybody wants to look forward and say, a year from now, LeBron James is going to wind up being gone. But let me throw this out there. Just because gambling-wise, this is where you would make money. If I went to Vegas and said, all right, Give me the odds LeBron James is in a different uniform for this fall. Because think about how this offseason can play out. They don't get Paul George. They don't get Jimmy Butler. They don't get anybody who is going to wind up helping them. And they go into next year with the same exact team that got boat raced in the NBA Finals. Is LeBron James really going to be excited and motivated to go play this NBA season when he knows what's waiting for him at the end? Is an ass kicking by the Warriors? Or is he going to say, you know what, I've done it all. Look at this mess. The GM I liked got fired. They're pushing me out. You know what, I'm going to go. And I'm going to go. This is where you'd make money. I'm not saying it's likely, but this is where you would say, okay, LeBron in a different uniform by November. He pushes his way out, figures a trade somewhere else. You know what? this is this is where you would go. This is where I would say, okay, I'll put some cash down and see if it comes in for me.
2: As, as I do here in the Geico Studios, I immediately reached out to our buddy Todd Furman, as you and I were vetting this process for LeBron James and said it would be several hundred to one as of right now that before the season he would be in another uniform. Uh, that huge uh, look, I'd lay some money on it too, just for the sheer giggles uh, of the lottery like tran- transaction that would happen. As it goes through, but you know, he's trying to go through another rebuild, right? What, what can he do to build this team going forward? He's also got to make sure he's, he's, you know, massaging the ego of Kyrie Irving over there, who's also working on his future and deciding whether he wants to be there long term. So they're inextricably linked together going forward, but for ownership for Dan Gilbert, he didn't care. He got his title. He's already,
0: you know, in the bonus round. You know, but he doesn't care. He doesn't like LeBron. LeBron can push this and and paint this as a, we're not going to win. I've done Mm -hmm. it. I've come back. Akron is always my home. Cleveland's always my home. It's time for me to go someplace else. Let's work out a deal. Let's work out a deal that can bring a couple of pieces back here, and I can go someplace else. I I would take those several hundred to one odds. I'd take them. Coming up next, a big story from the NBA as a result of a trade. Final hour of the show, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my Yay. best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the mobile Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. Mike in Los Angeles this week. As per the norm, I'm spending the week in Detroit. Home of rock and roll. And your voice Actually, immediately goes like that if you say yeah, Detroit. I'm in Detroit now. It's the home of rock and roll. Actually, I'm in a very ritzy suburb called Farmington Hills doing the show. I'm not on the streets of Detroit where it sounds like I would be. No, no, no. I'm up where where even the Ross and TJ Maxx, you're paying above market value. Theater of the mind, Smith. Theater of
2: the mind. You're supposed to break it down like you're in a hole. Come on. I drove to work
0: tonight, passed over 8-mile, 9-mile, 10-mile, and realized, hey... I'm in a pretty nice neighborhood here. Well, it's, this 11 and 12 mile is pretty good stuff right here. I kind of dig in that. There you have
2: it. So you have you had a couple of days, and now you've acclimated. Your voice yeah. is back, which is good, which means you haven't really been screaming at family. So that, that's got to be a positive. And we have the fourth television in the Geico studios has been restored two weeks after <sighs> you threw your coffee mug
0: at it. Yeah, well, just in time to see the Dodgers. Boat race the Mets twelve nothing in the bottom of the eighth <laughs> inning. And potentially Corey Seeger could bat one more time and get that fourth home run of the game. He's got three, four for five on the night, six RBIs. Again, the Dodgers trying to hold on to that slim twelve nothing lead over the Mets in the eighth inning.
2: Well, it's a slim lead. They haven't <laughs> tweeted since it was four nothing. The Mets went into no, hiding. Mets,
0: Mets Twitter has been very quiet they went. They got very, really very quiet. quiet. You know, normally fairly
2: snarky. <laughs> what do you think Mr. Mets doing? The new Mr. Uh, Mets sitting at home with know. the head on. Yeah, uh, he's probably salty. 47,700 plus in attendance to watch this beatdown.
0: He is, he is sawing Clayton Kershaw's ping pong tables in half. That's Mr. Mets behind the scenes right now. <laughs> Uh, But if Corey Seager does come up again with a chance for his fourth home run, should be Major League Baseball history. We will be able to bring it to you and tell you about it. Meanwhile, a huge night in the NBA as the league continues to own the news cycle from the end of the NBA Finals into the NBA Draft. The big trade today that went down, the Lakers trade away D'Angelo Russell and the contract of Timothy Mozgov to the Brooklyn Nets getting back. Brooke Lopez and the number 27 overall pick on Thursday night. I criticize Magic Johnson. However, anybody that can trade Timothy Mozgov's contract, you have to be in the running for executive of the year. He of a big deal. Yep. But the big thing coming out of this obviously is what's next is Paul George coming to the Lakers. And certainly that would be part of the play. They're talking with the Pacers right now about the trade because Paul George wants to be a Laker. This is preferred destination. But this tells you that when the Lakers come up on Thursday night, Lonzo Ball will be the pick at number 2. If you've traded D'Angelo Russell and you have also put Jordan Clarkson on the trading block in trying to get Paul George, the Lakers have offered the Pacers their choice of Jordan Clarkson, who was a terrific young point guard who I love, or Julius Randle, who has a lot of upside, and the two first-round picks – you're not dangling a guy who is going to be your point guard because right now he's the point guard. You wouldn't put him in trade talks if he was the guy because you traded D'Angelo Russell. You know Markel Fultz is going number one overall to the Philadelphia 76ers, so you know the Lakers are taking Lonzo Ball. Josh Jack's not a bad workout. Jason Tatum would be a guy in there, but I got a feeling that's exactly who Danny Ainge wants at number three. When he said today, oh, you know, our guy will be there at three, we're very certain. Well, anybody but Fultz or Ball is going to be there. You're not getting either of them, so who are you going to get? But Lonzo Ball is going to be a Laker, and I'll say it for maybe, well, I don't know, maybe the the 20th time, it's going to be great for you and I, it's going to be awful for the Lakers because LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball are going to try to take over the team, and LeVar Ball is not just a dad. He's a dad who's going to be divisive and disruptive, and it's going to be very difficult for a team that's going to go through growing pains. You're going to hear him call out Paul George when he's there. He's going to call out Luke Walton. He's going to call out whoever is not playing well besides Lonzo Ball. It's going to be awful because LeVar Ball is not just a dad. He is a national media personality that people keep putting microphones in front of, and he's no matter what he says, Point good or me. bad, Things that are insightful, things that are demeaning, it doesn't matter. People are still interviewing him. His goal is to take over the NBA. He said first Geno Hills, then UCLA, and now he wants to take over the Lakers and the NBA. This is what's going to happen, but it'll be great for our business. We won't need anything else. What won't even need the NFL. Jason, we'll, all... just, need, we'll just need a, a two-month lead-up to the Lakers. At this point, all he
2: is is basically a, a media member blowhard with what he does. And eventually, one of the Laker players, you know, when we're talking about grown ass men, and if he's gonna start calling them out, one of them is gonna go, Nino Brown. Sit your five dollar wow, down before you an I make change. Nino Brown. That's nice. right. And he's gonna, t- without the IRS problems, although Lavar could see those at some point too. But the fact of the matter is, and we've had many disagreements on this topic. Lavar Ball is is going to be a, a jag. He's going to be just a guy when it comes to the professional ranks for Lonzo Ball. He's still a nightmare, potentially, in the waiting for Steve Alford and any remnants of what he's left there at Chino Hills. I I don't see it being that disastrous and destructive uh, an opportunity here with the Lakers. Lonzo Ball is talking about being a leader and saying that they need a leader. Well, at the moment it was... Wow, now he and D'Angelo Russell will never be able to exist together. You know what? That doesn't matter. He's been exiled to Brooklyn, and that's the end of D'Angelo Russell on the radar for quite some time. So we look at this team going forward. You've got guys that are pieces, and eventually if they do bring in and consummate this deal to get Paul George in, then yes. Now you've got a superstar to work with him. And if that's the guy LeVar Ball goes to criticize, I, I would suspect Paul George will have some response, other than the college kids. Who? What are they going to say? They're going to laugh and just say, "Ah, that's that's just Lonzo's dad." I, I just think he's he's a guy. He's he's a lot of hot air at this point with a good marketing campaign.
0: Remember the day and time you said that. Just 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 mark that, as he's still causing headlines now, and he's got no dog in a fight right now. No one. Lonzo's not a UCLA Bruin. He's not a Laker. He's in between. Mm-hmm. He has no he has no he has nowhere right now. So whatever he says, he wants Lonzo to be a Laker. So he is not saying anything bad about the Lakers. Just wait. Just wait until Lonzo is there, locked in, and then Mount Ball will erupt nightly. He doesn't have a dog in the fight right now. He's got there. There's nothing going. On. Oh, I'm son not saying he's not going to talk. Just wait. He can talk because, all he wants, but
2: if all of these guys then are taking what Lavar Ball has to say to heart, then then they don't. They're chumps.
0: But you you Move don't think, you don't think these guys are going to go? Hmm, where is he getting any of this from, Lonzo? No, because he doesn't say anything with any substance. Oh. No, tra- it now, now, now is what if you thought Lavar Ball was being disruptive before? Where do you see now that his son is the starting point guard for the Lakers? It's one thing to be the starting point guard for UCLA, and when did we start hearing from LeVar Ball in March, when everybody cares about college basketball? And Lonzo Ball went from a really good headline during the season to hardcore college basketball fans to a name that now everybody knew because of the NCAA tournament. It's no coincidence that it was March. When we really started hearing from Levar, Ball. well, that's good He started talking in November, right? He could have started talking in Nobody November, but he was paying attention back then. And now they paid attention in March. And now when he's a Laker, it's going to be twenty four seven. He, if he was a Jad, if he was just a dad, I would get it. But he's not. He's been. He's a national personality now.
2: And that's great. He's a personality. That that's it. It's it's a bunch of. He's a bloviator. He's just a. A blowhard. When, with, with, when you put a microphone in front of him, what's he going to say? That's outrageous. Next,
0: that's Magic it. Johnson doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, Jeannie Buss doesn't know what she's doing. Luke Walton should be fired. He's the worst head coach. I can't. I could coach. We. I could get a guy from Chino Hills to come coach the Lakers, and they'd win. And
2: if any one, one of, the guys of them responds to the, any of that with any level of seriousness. And they don't need their jobs. They can. But move you're going to be.
0: De- but you're going to be dealing with that every you're day. Not, but after it's every, gonna be every day, day. it's going to be noise. It becomes white noise. It's not with not with Levar Ball. That's not going to be no. When every day is a controversy, and he's saying something because the team is not going to be playing up to stuff. He thinks they're going to show up and they're going to win the title, and it's not going to happen. Uh-huh. He... he He wants the Lakers to lose so he can be the undefeated dad who always knows everything in the media. Oh, if the Lakers did this more, they would win. He has no, no desire to coach or do anything else where he can be judged on wins and losses. He wants to be the guy to say, I'm undefeated, taking pot shots at teams and go, this is why we won here. This is why we lost here. This is what we needed here. That's the guy he wants to be. And he's going to continue to, and he's going to continue to do it at Big Ballers Barbecue. Yeah, I, th- I think you're making
2: uh, a little too much out of him. I mean, right. And it'll be fun for us watch. it'll be some fodder early on. But the, the reality is we're, we're talking about professional athletes as opposed to collegiate athletes and a high school coach that he could bully.
0: Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico <laughs> Studios, phone number 877-99 on Fox. Meanwhile, another trade tonight. We go from a Jad to a Jag. Because it was just a couple years ago we couldn't get enough talking about Dwight Howard. Oh, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard's the missing piece. Never Dwight Howard's gonna bring the Lakers a championship. Tonight, Dwight Howard was traded from the Hawks along with the number thirty one, along with the number forty one pick in the twenty seventeen draft, in exchange for Marco Bellinelli and Miles Plumley. A shooting guard averaging ten points a game and a backup center. This is who Dwight Howard is. He's a Jag traded for a couple of Jags. And I would think that this would be a nice look in the mirror moment for Dwight Howard. All right, you know what? I'm 31. Do I want the back half of my career to be like Shaquille O'Neal where I just bounced around from team to team? But it's Dwight Howard. He's going to say, ah, screw it. I don't care. I'm getting paid. I, re- I really don't care. Well, he's I'll in the continue. 14th year of his. I'll continue to be on to just do nothing.
2: Well, he's still a double-double guy. He's not a, a dominant player any longer. It's frightening to think, just less than five years ago, that end of October preview issue that had him and Steve Nash on there like it was a new world order, and that the Lakers, I believe the headline was, <laughs> now this will be fun, or now we're going to have some fun or something to that effect. And we all know how the Steve Nash thing worked out, and certainly Dwight Howard in his one year there had his share of headlines and, and critiques from, from big-time performers and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and uh, among them. So, when we look at where he's at now, he, he's just a center, still putting up decent numbers, but not a difference maker going to his fifth team. And, and it's just a natural progression. Again, we, we forget how young he came into the league, and this is year 14. He's not a, a, a guy that moves the needle anymore, but maybe can get traded as a part in season to one of these, you know, super teams, and he can go find a ring the the easy
0: way. He's a 13-8 and eight guy now. That's what he's been for the last 2 seasons. No, come on, he's, he's still averaging a double-double. He's 13 and 8. Or th- he's, thir- all right. he's 13, 13, 13, and 13, and 12. 11. He's okay. 13 and 12. Okay. Come on all right. now. All right, all right. Don't don't all right.
2: short him those rebounds. I'm oh, sorry. Goes okay. double. No, double-doubles still have okay. oh, some
0: value. Okay. <laughs> In theory. Twitter, Twitter and how about a Fresca the Jason Smith show? Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, after a big day in the NBA as far as trades, what is next? Will Paul George be a Laker? Will Jimmy Butler stay a Chicago Bull? One of our insiders stops by with the answers to those and more questions. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where there's great news, great news. Here's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The Lakers kind of kick off NBA draft week with the first major trade sending D'Angelo Russell and Timothy Mozgov and all his money to the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for Brooke Lopez and the number 27 overall pick in Thursday night's draft. Now this Could be get a lot of things. Paul George could be coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. Jimmy Butler could be going somewhere. There are all kinds of moves. It could be Lonzo Ball now definitively as number two overall in the draft of the Lakers. No one better to join us right now on the hotline than L.A. Daily News Lakers beat writer and insider Mark Medina. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. That's at Mark G underscore Medina. And Mark, let's start here with the trade today. D'Angelo Russell certainly has had the talent, but he's had a lot of baggage. Was this a case where, no matter what happened this offseason, the Lakers had to trade D'Angelo Russell?
1: Well, the way I understand it, it's not so much that they felt like they had to trade D'Angelo Russell. I think one of the main priorities in this offseason was find somehow some way to get rid of those awful contracts from Timothy Mozgov or Lou Alden, And, you know, that was kind of a casualty with that. Um, you know, in fairness to the Lakers, they say they like Brooke Lopez. He's a pretty productive center. He's going to be off the books. Um, but most importantly, it relieves cap room for them to be able to maybe chase a LeBron James if he opts out or a Russell Westbrook next season. Um, but I think to some degree, D'Angelo Russell was seen as maybe more expendable than, say, a guy like Brandon Ingram for two reasons. One, The Lakers are uh, presumed to be taking a point guard named Lonzo Ball, and I think that they see him as someone who's going to be really helpful for them, partly because D'Angelo Russell lacks some of those qualities. And what I mean by that is they see Lonzo Ball as a guy who's a true point guard, who looks to get guys involved first, looks to pass, um, has some leadership qualities, and those are some things that lacked with D'Angelo. But all that being said, they still thought DeAngelo' was a great player. They, they didn't see any issues as far as, uh, you know, his uh, ability to have to adapt to the off-ball position. Uh, that's something I was actually emerging in his game. But I think with the Lakers, uh, you know, they're trying to be aggressive, and they prioritized who's expendable, who isn't, and D'Angelo wasn't that because of some of those reasons.
2: All right, so they were able to get rid of bad contract number one. See how much easier this would have been if you didn't have to play this hopscotch as well, Mark. But with Luol Dang, can they find a taker, or is that just one they have to, to sit on and absorb?
1: You know, I'm sure if the Lakers have some takers, they would love to do that. But, you know, in a way, this might take away some momentum. And then what's interesting, you know, I know that the Lakers are kind of in a, a stalemate right now with the Indiana Pacers because they've been offering two different trade scenarios. They've been offering Julius Randle and the number 27 and the 28th pick – They've also been offering Jordan Clarkson in the 27th and 28th pick. And as of now, I'm told that the Pacers are trying to get more out of this. You know, obviously, if you can attach a number two pick and Brandon Ingram, that would be great. The Lakers are balking at that. But in the scenario that they're able to entice Indiana to accept Julius Randle, that kind of opens up a vacancy at that fourth spot in here. Even if Lewald Deng might be making way too much money, uh, there's still a role for him. So it remains to be seen. But if the Lakers can unload as much cap space as they can, I think they'll definitely do it.
0: Mark, when it comes to LeBron James now, and certainly all the talk looks to next year after Brooks Lo- Brooke Lopez's contract would come off the books, is this hey, we think we may have a chance for him? Is this, hey, back channels, we really think we have, we're have. we one of two teams that are going to get him next year? Where, where are they as far as their belief for LeBron in the year?
1: You know, I think it's more of a step-by-step progression. I mean, I, I think there was a natural reaction as these moves were happening later today that Laker fans were looking at. Hey, you know, the previous front office with Mitch Kupchak and Jim Bust held their hopes and dreams on getting LeBron again, and that didn't work out. But here I think it's a little bit different um, because they already have, they have an infrastructure of some young guys. And then number two, there's going to be momentum to get Paul George, and he's already said to the Pacers he wants to be a Laker. So that's a little bit different from some of these other free agents where, you know, obviously LeBron and, and Carmelo are much better. Uh, different in terms of talent, but the idea of going after a good free agent—they didn't have clarity if they even wanted to play for the Lakers. Paul George wants to, but here is where it gets complicated. The Lakers went into this off-season with the mindset of they don't want to expend the farm because they have a lot of young guys. It took a while to get these draft picks, and you know they're very well aware of what happened. To the New York Knicks when they sold the farm to get Carmelo Anthony, they didn't have anything to to show for it, and I think Paul George felt the same way. But I think that our sentiments changed a little bit once Paul George's representatives informed the Pacers he had no desire to stay after next season, and that opened up the floodgates for some other teams that could get involved. And you're running the risk if a team like Cleveland, a team like the Clippers that have more talent right now, can get Paul George even on a rental. If he's in a winning environment, that might be hard to pass up, even if he's nostalgic for the purple and gold.
2: Price of poker going up. The yeah, games exactly. Gamesmanship underway. It's the Jason Smith show here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Studios in Los Angeles and Mobile in Detroit. On the hotline with us, Mark Medina, LA Daily News, Lakers beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at MarkG_Medina. underscore Medina. So to that end, we know the end of first rounds and second round picks look sticking around and... And being contributors is often a tough prospect. But assuming they're still sitting there with those picks, what, what are we looking at in, in terms of investment for the Lakers and what Magic and Rob Polinka want to do?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know the Lakers, one of their biggest needs is they need to get some defensive players. I mean, they've been last in the league uh, in that category for a while. Uh, if you look at the guys that might be available in that draft slot, maybe someone like Josh Hart from Villanova, um, would be a, a really good option. He's a four-year guy. He's known as a two-way player that can play multiple positions. So if I had to guess, he would he would be the top candidate.
0: Mark, if you were, if I were to say, okay, give me something that is not being reported right now, but could potentially happen by Thursday night. In so other words, it's not Paul George. That's something that Porzingis. you wouldn't be surprised. Stop. <laughs> if the Knicks trade pours, that, I'm quitting. If the Knicks trade Porzingis, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm just. But quitting. if he comes here, he's in our backyard. He'll be our best friend. But he's not. A, <laughs> but he's not a Nick anymore. He's not my guy. I can't do it. Wait, 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 Mark. The Lakers aren't getting Porzingis, are they?
1: Uh, I haven't sensed anything, but oh, I guess you okay. never say never, right? All right, all right.
0: Wait, wait. Jeannie G- Buss isn't taking Phil back, is she?
1: Because that uh, would be a big no, deal. No, not as far as I know. I don't think this is all going right. to be uh, involved in some kind of reconciliation. <laughs> I think it was more of a a distance thing became too much of an issue. All
0: right, so what's something kind of out of the box that's not not being talked about a lot right now that you wouldn't be surprised if it happened on Thursday night? Either trade a draft, something from the Lakers. What would it be?
1: You know, to be honest, it's really hard for me to say that because if I had actual information, I would report it, you know. So um, I think right now what I've been told specifically with Paul George is this deal, they're going to trade Paul George before the draft. So... Uh I don't know if that means the Lakers are going to get him but I think that you should expect that the Indiana Pacers will not have Paul George and so even if the talks right now have stalled uh that might just be because the Pacers are trying to see what other teams uh have to offer and kind of use that against the Lakers um but I would presume that talks will continue tonight and tomorrow and uh you know lead into the draft on Thursday
0: you can follow him on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. That's at Mark G underscore Medina. L.A. Daily News Lakers beat writer and insider. Follow him all throughout the week and especially Thursday for all your Laker needs. And who knows who they wind up bringing? in As long as it's not Porzingis. Mark is always appreciated. Thanks so much. Enjoy the next couple of days.
1: Hey, thanks so much. And I gotta give you a lot of props for playing Ice Cubes. It's a good, it was a good day. Great song. <laughs> Be good, Mark. Thanks. It. All right, take care.
0: You know, I, I wonder when we're going to get Ice Cube redoing this for the three-on-three tournaments. I mean, he's got to redo that, right? I got to say, three-on-three is a good day. Patent pending, patent pending. I would hope patent he doesn't pending. go for something quite so cheesy, but yes, I would expect
2: a couple of new songs to drop in conjunction with the league, sure. I mean, I like, well, you
0: know, we talk about making ass drop. I <laughs> guess we could play it on the radio here at Safe Harbor. No, I, I, I just was waiting. I can't believe he what? doesn't have a so, song me? that's got why Lavar Ball. All right, why, 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 Levar Levar Ball's not going to have a song. He might. Oh, oh,
2: think about that. Taking on the rap game. I'm very, very maybe
1: a little soulful
0: R and B. I'm not sure. Levar Ball and and Tim Tebow do a song together. Hell yeah. That'd be pretty good. Like (laughs) that'd be a chart topping,
2: toe tapping kind of tune.
0: I'm just thinking like Jay Z and Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Doing another version of, they both do Holy Grail together, except it's really Holy Grail for Tim Tebow. You know, LeVar Ball's talking about money and and fame, and Tim Tebow's actually talking about religion and the quest for the
2: Holy Grail. But that's the beauty of it. It works on many levels, like U2's one. It's a rich tapestry of lyrics.
0: It's amazing to make the Mets in September. I just get... Twitter at How About a Fresco. We'll have more. On a big NBA trade, I hope doesn't happen. Coming up in a minute, but first, here's what's trending. We'll have one win against the Browns or the Jaguars. And then we'll suck for Sam Darnold. Jets fold for Darnold. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Now, today was was the day that... Well, go ahead, Mike. Well, a couple
2: of those lines might have been LeBron. Just saying, you know, it's Dan Gilbert. Don't look at me.
0: Who, me? I like Griffin, and you didn't. (laughs) He always did what I wanted to. (laughs) Got the players I wrote down. Gave them lots of money. And when I leave, everybody's going to be pissed. All right. So today was the day that I was dreading because I had hoped it would never come to this, but apparently it has because this is what happens. The New York Knicks are taking trade offers on Kristaps Porzingis. Christophs.
1: Porzingis, who
0: wasn't happy with the direction of the Knicks under Phil Jackson. Now Phil Jackson has decided, I'm going to take phone calls on Porzingis to try to make the team better. Just let that sink in for a second. The only reason Phil Jackson still has this job with the Knicks is because he drafted Kristaps Porzingis. When nobody wanted him, nobody knew who he was. Michael Rappaport did his Danny Aiello, I can't believe this whole routine that we still play exactly. on the show who, to this day. The f- is this? this
2: f- might not even have a f- green card.
0: And he's been terrific. Has he been a 25 and 12 guy? Not yet. He's still filling out. He's young. He was 19 when he came in the league. He's still a little thin. By the time he's 23, 24 years old, this guy's going to be the next Dirk Nowitzki maybe even a little bit more athletic up and down the floor, and maybe can hit threes a little bit better. This is why he still has the job, Mike, and now he wants to trade him. Well, two more years. They picked up that option back in April. He, He trades Porzingis, and basically this is showing you that for three years the Knicks have done absolutely nothing. They've tried the youth movement, they've tried veterans, and now they're trading their most valuable player, and they still haven't made the playoffs. They haven't sacrificed for anything. And still, Phil Jackson is being allowed to make these decisions. It's time to take the keys from Phil Jackson. The NBA has passed him by. I don't know how he thinks he's building a team. I don't know how he thinks he's doing this, how he thinks he's going to do it. But everything he's done so far is, has just exploded in his hands like he's the human torch. I don't see how trading Porzingis... Gets you better because it's not like you can say, oh, well, if he trades Porzingis and gets Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, that'd be great. Yeah, but that's not happening. Teams are talking to him right now because they want to see, is he going to give him away? Will he give him away for draft picks? If we can package a couple, Danny Ainge will call and say, hey, we got seven picks in the next three drafts. We'll give you five of them for Porzingis. And Phil Jackson says, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to get a bunch of young players to come in who will have no choice but to listen to me when I say, you are going to play in the triangle. I mean, this is what people aren't calling to say, hey, take my three best players for Porzingis. They're saying, hey, take a future and a a bag of beans. It's time to take the keys away from Phil. Well,
2: and that's the big thing is if we're going to be in the silly season and draft picks are up for bidding and certain veterans and then obviously the disastrous expiring contracts that hang out there as well, you might as well take the phone calls. I mean, that might just be all this is. There's nothing to it. If you want to put it on the auto dialer and start calling all the other GMs to see if they pick up and who responds with something that's at least worthwhile. I think everything has its price. Didn't Ted DiBiase teach us that with Virgil all those years ago in the WWF? Everybody's so, got a price for the million dollar man. So, so is Danny to,
0: Ainge showing up in Phil's office with Virgil and a big briefcase of money, and he just opens it up and it gets bigger until Phil says yes. It might be,
2: it might be Virgil's available. You can usually find him in the subways, hawking his eight x tens for okay. sale. So he'll show up, he'll put the bow tie on and show up with the case for for cash. But I, I think you you could listen. But certainly Phil Jackson still operating under the guise the. You know the system and the player structure that made him the multi champion that he was. Forgetting the two huge links that were in both those, and you need a lot of stars to manage egos, which is what Phil Jackson was best at. And trading Kristaps Porzingis is not bringing you back stars. It might bring you back high name guys, right? Big name guys that were once stars on the back end of their careers for a last hurrah. And the, in, in Madison Square Garden but certainly not guys that are going to make you contenders anytime soon the the biggest problem is James Dolan's checked out he's already signed the piece of paper that says hey Phil you've got the keys for two more years so uh buckle up uh and and sit on back and, and enjoy the ride Smith it's going to be awful bumpy it's been bumpy for years. Mike it's been bu- it's been bumpy since 1997 no that's the point it's not getting any better buddy. <laughs> The long road that you thought was smoothing out when Porzingis became more than just a draft pick and, and the punchline from Michael Rappaport. No, when he became that guy with the hypnotic trance dance song and the Latvian Dirk comparisons, a guy he spent time with learning and picking his brain, it, you have not built around it. Brought in some veterans thinking, ah, stability, guys that'll get rolling, what happened? They both got hurt high motor guy and Joe Kim Noah, and then Derrick Rose. Well, he's Derrick Rose. The MVP season seems like a lifetime ago, just like we were talking with (laughs) Dwight Howard, that SI cover of him and Steve Nash, like they were going to take over the NBA. That was just five years ago.
0: Yeah. So it's
2: amazing how quickly things change. But Phil Jackson at this point, probably just relishing in the fact that people are talking about it.
0: Well, we always talk about it. Mean, at some point, he's got to say, I want to turn on the radio and people say, hey, Phil had a good day. When's that going to be? He had years of that. Now this is
2: the other side. <laughs> Inspire him to write another book.
0: <laughs> See, Phil, you had all your good days for like 15 years. So now you're going to have all your bad days all in a row. It sometimes okay, congratulations. does look
2: that way, buddy. You look. It was as much as we're here in the Geico Studios. Two years ago, you celebrated a lot of big moments for the the Mets. Now you're in hell.
0: Oh yeah, I'm back in the Black Lodge. That's the way it goes. Exactly. Twitter at how about a Fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, uh, I'm gonna cringe because I know what's coming for the play of the night and something a little bit extra special. Fox. Oh, Fox Sports Radio. The Mobile Geico Studios were live. Jason, Mike Harmon. Mike in Los Angeles. Bob in Detroit this week. The rough and tumble streets of Farmington Hills. Where <laughs> I'm going to walk out of here and drive by some palatial estates and think about doing this. Oh. Or I'll just drive home.
2: There's you know, no one of those sex. two things.
0: Well, it didn't mean things. you can't, couldn't think about it. Oh, that's true. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I'm not, you know, I'm not driving home past the hard scrabble streets of eight mile. It's oh, if I stop into that Kroger, milk is gonna be eleven dollars a gallon. All right. That's okay. You're you're rolling in it. I mean I'm, I'm That's why you're I'm, vacationing I'm, in Detroit. I mean you I'm, can. I'm I'm, dri- I'm driving a rental Ford festiva. I think it's a Festiva. I don't even know what kind of this. But that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm driving through all these palatial estates to get to work. <laughs> Whatever.
2: Whatever. I, I once uh, had a occasion, well, several occasions, by which to take a, a, a Ford Escort, old school, late 80s, and, oh, and nice. drive that up to to valet. So, I mean, I've done it all.
0: It's okay. <laughs> Speaking of doing it all, time now for the play of the night brought to you by Geico. Great news. You want to save money? There's a way you can. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I have a sneaking suspicion I know what it is, I just don't know how many, so here are the plays of the night. Fly ball to
1: center field, it's deep, it's way back there, and it is gone, a home run! Corey Seager directly over the wall and straight away center field. And a fly ball to right, it's well hit, back at the wall,
0: he has done it again! Again! Cody Bellinger, his 22nd home run. Nothing. He is not of this earth. The Dodgers take a 4-0 lead. As Corey launches one to left, it's deep. is going back. Gone. Over the out-of-town scoreboard. Seager's second home run of the night. And the Dodgers lead it 5-0. Fly ball, left field. is going back. Way back at the wall. Seager has just hit his third of the night. A three-run shot for the Dodgers. It's a perfect 10 to nothing. And now they're banging each other. <laughs> we got any more? Any, any more home runs? I think we, we need one more? more? Here's Bolt. Uh-huh. It's a deep. It is out of here. What a special moment for Bolt. There it is! <laughs> AM570 on the call. Corey Seeger, three home runs tonight. Two home runs off of Robert Gazellman, the other home run off of Josh Gedgen, and one off of Tim Tebow. Not a great game for the Mets as the Dodgers win it by the final of 12 to nothing. It's not your fault. Four hits as
2: McCarthy was brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that? yeah.
2: And the Mets, not brilliant. Not so much, no.
0: Yeah, that's all right. It was right. an ugly game. A little, game. little bit of think. batting practice now and again. Oh, there'll be a lot of guys out there. People are going to want Jay Bruce, Addison Reed at the deadline. Oh, it's going to be awesome to see us sell, sell, sell.
2: But it only counts as one loss, sell. buddy, so it's okay.
0: It, it, buddy, we're 13 games out of the wild card. You're saying there's a chance. Buddy, it's it's not happening, buddy. But he what a fork in the season, buddy. That's it? You're moving on to Jet season? I, all right, I can't that's even move all you on got. Oh no, we are going to suck. We're going to be one in fifteen. So you're all telling right. me there's a chance? I got, I, I got to move on to Syracuse football, and then I got Syracuse basketball, and then I'm back at the draft. All right. That's, that's where. With I am. or without Porzingis, we'll find out in the next 48
2: hours <laughs> from these
0: Geico studios. Let me tell you. Now, before we finish play of the night, because we have a co-play of the night, I'm telling you, with the story out here. That the Clippers are exploring trading DeAndre Jordan. Think about this for a second. If the Clippers tanked, they let Griffin go, they let Chris Paul go, they let DeAndre Jordan go, and they wind up with a bunch of contracts that you know can be voided after this year. Think about how they will land LeBron James and his traveling all-stars next offseason. This point next year. There's going to be no team that can offer LeBron and his friends what they want. That's a warm place to play in a huge media spotlight for an owner everybody loves for a young, energetic team. The Clippers will land all of those guys, and they'll have a four-year run where maybe they're winning championships because maybe it's a little bit harder to keep Clay and Draymond and all those guys together. Trust me, the Clippers, you suck for one year, go full Jets. And just tank for next year, and you will get LeBron and all those guys. It'll happen. I would right. do it in a Look second. Look at you, you're, you're Jerry just, West. Now Jerry you're West, a junior you GM. Oh, I'm advising Jerry West right now. Who thought that would ever happen?
2: No, I, I didn't see that one coming at all.
0: No, I'm telling you, watch, watch out. That would be that's that's the strategy. Let everybody go. Forget about being a middle of the pack team. You're not going to beat the Warriors in the playoffs anyway. It's not going to happen. They had everybody coming back, and they boat raced everybody in the championship. Tank this year, get LeBron, and get whoever else wants to be there next year. Well, what you was it? Everybody. Yay. Well, what's interesting about the DeAndre Jordan rumor is that
2: all we've been discussing during this process is JJ Redick probably gone. Someone's going to pay him a lot of money, and then you look at whether you choose between Blake Griffin and and Chris Paul, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, there might be a deal that DeAndre Jordan brings him back the number four overall pick. <laughs> That, that, way that kind of came out of nowhere. I like that. I like that. It's a fast-moving and, and ever-evolving story here in the Geico Studios. Twitter, and
0: how about a fresca, The Jason Smith Show? Meanwhile, another big story today. Daniel Day-Lewis, one of the most accomplished actors that we've ever seen, is retiring from acting. 60 years old. He's got one more movie coming out at Christmas, and that's it. The star of Lincoln, the star of My Left Foot, Will no longer be acting in TJ. There will be blood, but no more movie roles for Daniel Day Lewis. He ain't earned a death. He ain't earned a death at my hands. No. He'll walk amongst you marked with shame. A freak worthy of Barnum's Museum of Wonders. God's only man spared by the butcher. Help me! TJ Sweet. TJ The Gangs of New York no longer in Madison Square Garden with the Knicks having poor Zingus on the training block. Ah!
2: Bill the Butcher. What a what a roll. I want that top hat.
0: Finally, he has drank his last milkshake and oh. will no longer act. TJ. Oh boy. His straw came all the way into your yard. And drank up all of your wins, Phil Jackson, and taking poor Zingus with you, TJ. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.
1: Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have.
0: It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids.
1: See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com/live. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. work.
0: Zumo Play.